0: welcome back everyone to another episode of Jules Just Vibes I'm your host Jules and as always we are here to just vibe today's gonna be a pretty vibey day I um I'm surprised I even had the energy or like even the gumption to like start recording this episode because as of right now this like recording um I am playing my early access to Hogwarts Legacy and it has been just the fucking best time in the universe. It's not even It's not one specific thing about the game. It's everything. And unfortunately, as a reviewer, that makes it harder. Um, I do have a plan, though, because my initial plan for the game was that I wanted to play the game and then be in all four houses so I could see all of the common rooms. But for the review's sake, I am just going to play it twice once where i'm just playing it through and then twice where i'm playing it through and i'm actually putting down like my notes and my thoughts like i'm doing with dead space speaking of dead space dead space review is on the way but it is going to continue to be delayed i have somebody that i want to bring in to kind of be able to compare the 2008 version to the 2023 version because as hard as i tried Uh, to play the 2008 version. It just glitched out on me and there was just no way for me to do it. So I wanted to have somebody there to compare it for you guys and I got the perfect person and so I can't wait for you guys to hear our discussion about it. So just stay tuned. Also, don't worry that 90s show is also on the way and... If you're ever wondering what episodes I'm going to do next, like what topics I'm going to talk about next, you can always go onto the website, jewelsjustvibes.com. There's a little area on the left side of the screen that has a navigation, and if you click episodes, you can see all of the upcoming episodes and when they are scheduled to release. Now, of course, episode release dates are subject to change via different things that are happening. but feel free to peruse that site. And then of course, while you're there uh, and you feel like you want to send me any suggestions, hit the contact button and you can put any suggestions you'd like for videos, movies, TVs, games, podcasts, etc. Anything you think you'd like me to review in that little area, in that little form. Um, One last thing to mention before we get into the review, for those of you who have been following my Last of Us episode review, there's just going to be a little bit of a change and I wanted to give you a heads up. So The Last of Us episode 5 is going to be releasing on Friday, February 10th, and so I thought that it might be fun to release the episode 4 review for The Last of Us on Saturday, February 11th. So keep on the lookout for that. Um, I also might end up keeping it on Monday just to keep with fluidity, but just like to FYI, if you are also watching The Last of Us with me, episode 5 is releasing on Friday instead of Sunday because of the Super Bowl, so just keep that in mind. All right, we can get on to the topic at hand. Let's nail it. It seems everywhere you look now, there's a podcast coming to light. Creators are flocking in from all the realms to sit and co-host or sometimes talk with themselves about things that they find interesting. From true crime to politics, mental health to fantasy roleplay or even nonsense or reviews. Podcast provides a no holds bar space for all those who want to listen. Another layer we're beginning to see is cult popularity. Actors from popular shows or fandoms lean into nostalgia and start their own podcasts to give the fans peeks into behind the scenes of their favorite shows or movies. Shows and movies like Wizards of Waverly Place, the Twilight series, and even older shows like our topic today, Charmed. Charmed broke barriers in the late 90s with an all-girl trio that kicked ass, took names, and looked fabulous while doing it. One of the first shows on primetime to show women empowerment, it ran for 8 seasons and to this day remains a cult fan favorite. So much so that it got its very own remake on the CW for 4 seasons before being cancelled. The remake took the old school storyline and modernized it, and while it wasn't a show I ended up binging, my heart was too close to the original series that it just didn't tickle my fancy. I would be willing to give it another shot, though, once I've got more open time, so maybe stay tuned. I first started watching Charmed as reruns during proper soap opera times when I worked nights. It was only in the past five years that I had the opportunity to watch the entire series due to them being on Peacock. Now, like I said, it's eight seasons, so kind of let me see here if I can give you the gist of the show. Charmed is about three sisters that are magically gifted. Prophecy to be the strongest group of witches in their lifetime, they trudge through grief and love, heartbreak and working, all the while having to fight off the source of all evil and his minions. For three women who just want a normal life, what are they willing to do for it? Every time I write things like these for these episodes, I feel like I should just write promos for shows or just in general always like want to make them interesting Um, And it's just like me here telling you what this show is about. But anyway, since Charmed was such a popular show amongst fans, it's not slowed down on the amount of info people want from those on the shows. Thus, the House of Halliwell podcast was born and I listened so you don't have to. I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to put that in there because I forgot to do that for Wednesday and I just really sincerely apologize. But anyway, let's let's get into it. This podcast is hosted by three cast members from Charmed. Drew Fuller, who played Chris Halliwell in seasons 5 through 8. Holly Marie Combs, who played Piper Halliwell, one of the three main sisters, and Chris's mom in seasons 1 through 8. Brian Krause, who played Leo Wyatt and Chris's dad in seasons 1 through 8. This podcast takes a deep dive into Charmed, one episode at a time, spilling juicy gossip, as well as discussing the steps in the right direction the show took towards progression of women on television. To add a cherry on top, they periodically have guests that add another layer of fun behind-the-scenes info. It's not a knock to the hosts, but it also might not be any surprise that out of the four episodes I chose to talk about from the 20 they have released, three of them include guests. Like I said, it's nothing against the hosts, and I'll get into my reasonings during the ratings. Before I get into my rating scale, though, a bit more about the show. Drew, the main host, this is his first time watching the show ever. He's completely going in blind, and I think that that's so interesting to see. Not only because he has contributing front casts from the show, but also the poll he has to get guests on to interview. This podcast runs on all the standard podcasting platforms, and they also have a Patreon, which I pledge for you guys on the highest tier, that provides with various member benefits, including being able to ask questions to the three hosts, video versions of the podcast, early access, watch parties, and more. It's just enough for a starting podcast to provide their members with and considering that they have three hosts, it can be hard to coordinate. While I was listening to this podcast, I did both listen and watch the podcast and honestly, there's nothing like watching something versus listening, but throughout all 20 episodes, there was only ever one episode that got me thinking like, damn, I really wish I was watching this right now. Now that you know a little bit about the podcast, let's break down the ratings I'm going to choose for this episode. I'm choosing to rate this podcast review on these fronts on a scale of 0 to 10. Hosts' chemistry, how well they stay on topic, and how easy is it to listen to. I think when it comes to podcasts, those are really the main points that I look out for. I also thought about doing a rating on the guests that they have, but I also thought that that wouldn't really be nice, so I'll leave it here as like an honorable mention. So let's go ahead and dive into my favorite episodes from the podcast. First on my list was episode four, where they go over the episode Dead Man Dating. Short synopsis of this episode, the sisters encounter an interesting friend who turns out to be a ghost. They help bring his soul to rest, but with a little heartache from Piper. It was actually a really well done episode. The podcast episode was really awesome as well. They talk about the episode and how it was kind of gruesome, the way that Mark dies, and then also gush about the chemistry between Piper and Mark. A little bit of a spoiler here if you haven't watched Charmed, Holly and Brian's characters, Piper and Leo, end up together in the very end. And they also end up having a family. But Mark was only in this one specific episode and Brian, or they often call him BK, Brian Krause, uh, even states that there was like a lot of chemistry between Piper and Mark and it was chemistry that he thought that Piper and Leo never had. And so I thought that was interesting. Even at the end of this Charmed episode, where the girls are paying their respects and saying goodbye, Piper gets really emotional, and Holly states that it was not intentional that she was going to do that, and even mentions that the other sisters are surprised um, and kind of work with her in that emotional moment. The episode of Charmed they talk about was also a cast favorite for Holly slash Piper. Because she had said that they had life, <laughs> she said that they let her... They let them go outside. I, I don't know. I fumbled my words with that. But she often in the podcast would talk about how her favorite episodes were ones that they would let her go outside. And um, the one that's after this, The Wedding from Hell, she mentions that even though the episode itself was terrible, the location was beautiful. This also leads to an interesting point in discussion about the success of shows as the show grows. Stating from Holly, I think there's this miscommunication that people think the more successful you get, the more money you have to do the show. It's actually the opposite. And it was such an interesting point to make and not one you really think about because I definitely went in with the mindset of, oh yeah, the show's been around, it's getting better down the line, like it must have more money. But I think it makes it more impressive to have less money to play around with, and then not let the quality drop. Holly compares this thought, though, to the fact that by the last season of the show, they were only ever inside. So a fun thing to look out for. If you're watching a show that's successful and it's on its end season, pay attention to the location versus locations in earlier seasons. After the initial banter and discussion between the three of the hosts, they introduce their guest for this episode, and it's the actor that plays Mark the Ghost, John Cho. For those of you who don't know who that is, he's well known for his roles in film, specifically Harold and Kumar. He was also in Star Trek, and one thing I didn't know but I actually could see is he played Spike in the live-action Cowboy Bebop. I know that show kind of flopped, but looking at the pictures of him as Spike, it's kind of a vibe. So they get Jon Tro and it's truly wonderful. This charmed episode was very early on in Jon's acting career and even if you look on his imdb charmed is number 10 above similar appearances the hosts actually discuss how he was just starting out and they use the term i didn't sense he was green they use this term a lot in the podcast and i think that green just simply means like new but they do mention that he was new and now he is a megastar For the rest of the podcast episode, they get some good insight from John's point of view, and John even lets them know that their practices, the sisters did for him while he was on set, are things he takes with him everywhere he goes. There's also a point during this discussion about Piper and Mark's chemistry on screen. B.K. pipes in, and I want you to bookmark this for when we talk about it in the last episode on my list, because I do think it's kind of important and pretty funny, In the show, BK's character falls for Holly's character, and it's a huge thing because they traverse the sun and the moon practically to be together. It's an epic love story at its very core. And they had seasons and seasons of this chemistry. Mark and Piper had one episode. BK and everyone talking about the chemistry is kind of shocked because in reality, and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but in reality, Piper and Leo's chemistry was not as good as Piper and Mark's. And it leads to one of the main questions that Drew asks the guests, were you thinking they'd bring you back or were you ever going to come back? Because it's a fantasy show and whoever dies or leaves is never really gone. Sadly, no, because Mark finds peace, but it is funny how there's this little twinge of jealousy on BK's side, um, even though his character hasn't popped up yet, about the chemistry between Holly and John's characters. One last thing to mention before we move on, John mentions he gets asked about the show all the time and even states that it kind of kicked off his artistic launch on his career. Considering the other roles that John has had, the weight that this episode has had on his career is kind of incredible. Not to mention that this show had eight seasons and this was episode four. It's just really amazing. Next is episode nine where they go over the charmed episode, The Witch is Back. Short synopsis, this follows a warlock from the past coming to the future to steal the powers of the three Halliwell sisters, or the Charmed Ones as they're known in the world. They summon an ancestor to help trap the warlock and gain clarity in themselves as women and as witches. A truly well-done episode, as throughout the series so far, there's been growing pains with their witch selves, whether it's telling their desired partners or just sisterly bickering having this ancestor coming from the past and help them recenter with their wicca selves fills them with a better sense of resolve this was another episode where they had a guest on and the guest they had on was the actress who played their ancestor melinda warren but before they brought her on they went on and discussed the episode as normal there's some really cool information or almost like trade secrets regarding actors and food eating on set I think it's just one of the really cool things about this podcast and probably why podcasts that cover shows that are ran by the actors in those shows are so intriguing. To get behind-the-scenes info about things like, did you really eat that turkey sandwich, is silly but also kind of cool to hear like, yeah, I did eat that sandwich and I won't use a spit bucket again. After they've run through the show and talked about it, as well as talked about some of the humorous plot holes that BK discovers, they bring Tyler Layton on. And they talk about the episode with her as well as her current journey into theater. I think the vivacious energy that Tyler has really made this episode for the podcast. Being that I'm a podcast host myself and have knowledge on analytics, her personality and chemistry with the hosts makes me wonder if they saw Spike and Listens because of her. Tyler spoke about the episode, but there was more of a conversation based around what she had been doing recently over her minor role in the charmed episode you just heard my dog bark in the background there i'm so sorry and i just want to this is like future jewels popping in i had so much trouble recording this episode because i was fumbling my words so hard so if it just doesn't sound concrete and good it's probably because i was just a wreck But anyway, enjoy my dog barking in the background, and let's continue on. Hearing her enthuse about theater and how she views the stage superior to TV and film was pretty interesting as well. Overall, I thought the episode of Charmed itself was mid, so the discussion was also mid, but the guest House of Halliwell had on was the main reason it was in my top four. Interestingly enough, next episode on my list is podcast episode 10, where they talk about the Charmed episode Wicca Envy. This episode in the series is one of their first like, main plot-slash-story climaxes, and although this enemy, quotes, is really only around for about three to five episodes, it's still the first glimpse into a sort of, watch these episodes in this order, which according to HMC, which is Holly Marie Combs, uh, it was the opposite desire for the producer of the show. In more than one of the episodes, Holly goes into detail about how they wanted the show to be ran as reruns and not have a true watch succession. It's part of the reason why there aren't many holiday episodes. That way, each episode could run on its own if it needed to and the viewer would not be caught off guard or lost. Of course, that concept gets lost in the later seasons with a few multi-part episodes, but this episode in particular was the final climax for a storyline that was B-level at best. Oh, and before I go on to explain this minor storyline, I wanted to mention that this episode was also like the coming out episode for Brian's character, Leo. His powers are revealed, and BK explains that, from seeing it on the show, people with powers that aren't the sisters are generally evil in some way or the other. TLDR of the storyline In the beginning of the season, Prue gets a job working at an auction house. Her boss ends up being a demon with his assistant helping him out. Throughout multiple episodes, they're doing what they can to destroy the Charmed Ones, one plan even being finding the warlock from the past in episode 9 and helping him kill the Charmed Ones to take their power. So after everything, in this episode, the boss tries to seduce one of the sisters and everyone else finds out and the boss ends up getting mauled by a panther, aka his assistant helping him out. It's a pretty decent episode with a nice bit of closure for that storyline and in this hoh episode they have the boss rex buckland aka neil roberts come in and give some insight one of the more notable things he mentioned was there was no formal telling that he was going to die he kind of just saw the panther maul a body double of him and then when he was on set to do his scene in place the director told him to die and that was it i think that's honestly so interesting to note Even BK was struggling not only knowing if he was evil, but not knowing if he was also going to have a long-standing role in the show. Ultimately, Neil Roberts is just another refreshing voice to add onto the episode, and that is the reason that it goes into my top four, because of the information that he talks about. And I can preach it to the sun and the moon, but I'll never stop loving the little secrets we get from actors, especially after finding out that the panther that mauled him in this episode was a real panther. Little fun facts. Next is episode 14, and the three hosts go over the episode Secrets and guys. I'll just lay it all out on the table now. This podcast episode is my favorite solely because of how Holly reacts about the chemistry between Leo and Phoebe, the youngest sister. This pod episode did not have a guest, but that's okay because it left the full 40 minutes of podcasting to hash out some residual jealousy while watching back these episodes. Throughout this podcast's run, there's been a little nod to the fact BK's first marriage tanked because of BK and Holly's chemistry on Charmed, even mentioning that there's an episode of Charmed where he kisses Piper and, quote-unquote, goes back in for thirds, which actually opens an interesting discussion around kissing on set in the present day. And so the joke is that it was the homewrecking kiss that Holly and Brian did. And on top of that homewrecking kiss during Dead Men Dating, the first episode we talked about, Brian even mentioned there wasn't that amount of heat between Piper and Leo. Both of those moments funny in itself, but the little jealousy that Holly mentions about how Leo and Phoebe have together and how it would have been that what BK's wife was worried about, and even at the end there mentioned that Holly just can't wait for the next episode that there's a guy and it's not Leo, is just really entertaining which is why I told you to put a little bookmark in on that first episode we talked about. Because the jealousy that Holly has on this episode is almost five times more than what Brian says to John about how, like, Piper and Leo never had that amount of heat. And so it was really cool. And to hear the little snide comment of, I can't wait for the next episode. And then Drew asking Holly why. And she goes, there's a guy. There's a guy. And I... Just, I love it because it's exactly how you would think that they would act as a real couple, but they're only friends and they're not actually a couple. So that was just set it apart for me. If I hadn't wanted to go in like episodic order, this would have definitely been my number one episode from the podcast to talk about. But that being said, the Charmed episode itself is pretty mid like the previous The only interesting part from it is the Leo storyline, but everything else is just kind of meh. I think that's because there's really no supernatural bad guy, it's just bad men. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, though. Aside from the Leo-you-should-tell-Piper part of the story, did you enjoy the kid trying to help rob a bank? Just let me know. The rest of the podcast is done pretty much the same. Talk about the episode and maybe some trade secrets, and if there's a guest, use the last half of the hour they normally run to talk about the guest's experience and what they're doing now. Guests appear on the show about half the time. Counting it out and including the episode where they invite Patreon members to ask questions and the most recent episode involving season 13 winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, there's 11 episodes out of the 20 that have guests. And out of those 20 episodes, one of them also includes being a watch party where they watched the episodes, they watched the episode and answered fan questions. So they watched it with the fan. That was on Patreon. Leaning more into the fan aspect, you can really tell that the more they do this podcast, the more they're involving the community they've gathered through Patreon. They've brought on Patreon members, answered questions, and like I said, even done a watch party. Stuff like that brings the cult following into another realm, and it's really awesome to be a part of it. Before I move on to the ratings, I wanted to honorable mention an episode. The House of Halliwell episode 7 talks about the Charmed episode, The Fourth Sister, and that episode of Charmed is one of my favorites in the first season. And there's a character on there, Aviva. They got that actress, Danielle, to come and guest spot with them, and it led me to Danielle's podcast, Talk Scary to Me. It covers everything and anything. And there's even an episode where the description is you know what? Let me just read it for you word for word because legitimately you got to hear it to believe it. The description is this week, the girls chat about scouts Disneyland drinking, polka hot ass porn, mermaid sex, grinder dates, and more Idaho murder details. Just that podcast description alone makes me want to just dive right into the deep end. The podcast has over 60 episodes, and 95% of them are about an hour, so tackling a review for it might be a lot, but with a multi-layered podcast like that, you might have everything that you've ever wanted. So I guess stay tuned. Let's go ahead and get into the ratings of this podcast and close up with our final thoughts. First on my rating scale is something I think is really important for podcasts, host chemistry. So I just want to applaud first and foremost on the fact that they're able to coordinate three sets of schedules to record this podcast. I worked on a project where there were five of us and it was like pulling fingernails off to try to get us all to record gaming content so I can understand just how difficult it is to be able to work around more than one schedule on top of everything as the main host is doing to record. That being said, I think on some of the episodes with guests, they might split up recording days based on availability. There's only about two times where it felt like an abrupt cut with it not feeling fluid, and I think you really only catch that for sure if you're watching the Patreon video podcasts and not listening. Moving on, the hosts' chemistry, I'm rating a 9 out of 10. I think it's really great the dynamic they have, as well as the comparison to the hosts versus who their characters are in the show. By the show labels, it's mom, dad, and son all on a podcast. Having worked together like that and having the main host, Drew, who played the son, rewatch it for the first time with his mom and dad is pretty cool to see. Holly being one of the front castmates brings that layer of authenticity to it because she was in every episode. It also helps that the friendship they have between the three of them is genuine and inviting. The two boys were at Holly's recent wedding and they worked together all those years, so it's bound to have some residual effects. The biggest being that Holly is not really, but kind of a homewrecker. BK's insecure wife, now ex-wife, never liked Holly from the beginning because of the chemistry on screen, but that's not affected Holly and Brian's relationship at all. They often pester and push buttons and really give you a sense of camaraderie between all of them. The only reason I docked off a point was because you can tell that Holly has a pretty dry sense of humor. Piper was like that on the show as well, and I think she has the ability to deliver sarcasm And it's on point, but there are moments where it feels like Drew and Brian don't fully get her joke or it just doesn't land like it should. All in all, their chemistry is enough to hold their episodes for full length and you don't really need guest buffers. Next on my rating scale is staying on topic. I think this is going to be a nice 7 out of 10. I've mentioned in some of my explanations regarding guests that, while guests were nice to tell it from their point of view, I think the conversation would often get lost in what the guest has going on and not 100% on the episode of Charmed. Obviously that's going to happen, and one thing I really commend them on doing is that they don't put a lot of fluff into the beginning of their episodes. I really do enjoy witty banter, and though I've had yet to experience it on any of the podcasts that I've listened to, I have found myself saying too much in the beginning of my episodes. I never want to seem like I'm boring you, but at the same time, banter can help solidify that chemistry between hosts. Unfortunately for you all listening, I'm by myself, so you're just going to have to suffer with me. Last and probably the most important uh, on my rating skill is the easy listening rating. Surprisingly enough, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I wanted to ding it lower, and then I thought about rating it on two separate scales, because in reality, there's listening to it like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., or there's watching it on Patreon. If I had my way, if I had all of the ability in the world, I would rate it a 6 out of 10 on Spotify, but a 9 out of 10 on Patreon. My main reason that I pledged Patreon was I found myself wanting to see their reactions or there were moments that they would do something on the pod that would absolutely be because they knew they were being recorded on video. When you record your podcast on video, it can be easy to do things that you know people will get or understand without audio description. Sometimes you'll see in radio or other podcasts, another host will kind of narrate what's happening But in this podcast, they don't do that. I completely get why it can be beneficial to record video and audio podcasts in the long run. But if you're not supplementing your audio casts with more narration on gestures or other things that might need a little bit more, you're limiting your listener's experience. Hence the 6 out of 10 for Spotify. Overall, though, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it was super easy to have it on in the background while I'm cleaning or cooking and it wasn't too littered with off-topic discussions or ads that made me want to stop listening. I would definitely recommend this podcast for all charmed lovers out there, or maybe if you've not seemed charmed, you can watch alongside with them. These episode-by-episode podcasts are really great and the fact they're ran by actors who played in the shows is even better. There's just something about getting this info from the horse's mouth and having it actually be informational. Rarely you see a podcast have a cast member on that doesn't just go, I don't remember, it was so long ago. So for this podcast to have not just one, but three members of the cast that have knowledge and are able to kind of fill in those blanks, it really sets it apart from all the other podcasts. All eight seasons of Charmed are streaming on Peacock, and at the time of this release, they'll be on episode 21, season 1. Binge and keep up with Drew, Holly, and Brian as they walk through Charmed with great guests and even better banter. This was the most difficult podcast episode I've had to record, and I'm lumping that in with JJV before rebrand, where I was just talking out of my ass without a script, I never fumbled as hard as I have on this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks again always for tuning in, and if you have any media suggestions or any feedback, send it my way on my website, jewelsjustvibes.com. If you're listening and you haven't followed yet, please do. I've got a bunch of releases ready to go, including a review on two new released video games, as well as more TV and movie reviews. Um, We're really so close to a thousand listens of all time, so... Just definitely, if you like what you hear, share it with your friends, leave a review. Whether it's good, bad, or just plain thrashed, anything like that helps the show get discoverability. So thank you, thank you, guys. But yes, we're almost to a 1,000 listens of all time, and honestly, I just can't thank you guys enough for continuing to listen. So legit, help a girl out and send a vibe check my way, Okay. Alrighty, guys, that is it for Jules and Jules Just Vibes. This has been the House of Halliwell review. Thanks again for listening. Happy binging and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.